Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 203. We're going to talk about working hard or working smart or working different and what might really be the solution that we need to uh, explore if we're struggling or, or not improving or need to improve on a specific area. Before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And again, make sure you take advantage of that EFP20 discount. It's a great way for you to save that additional 20% on an already very affordable, high-quality product. Also, let's talk about patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. I want to say thank you very much to our two newest patrons, J.P. Kaiser and Andre Michelle. Really do appreciate y'all coming on board and helping to support the podcast. As always, we're hoping that you know, as many of you as can, as many of you as see value in what we're doing, would uh, consider becoming a patron. You go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. We're talking about 5 10 or $20 a month. It's crucial that we continue to add some more people. We are so close to being break-even. It's like I can taste it. I think it's like three people away now, assuming that we don't lose any of our current patrons, like three people away from being actually in a position where what we're bringing in each month does pay all the bills. Tori, want to remind everybody too that uh, here in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be giving away an Anderson bat of our patron's choice yep. and uh, an Anderson glove of our patron's choice. Uh, just as an added benefit for being a patron, you'll be a part of any of those giveaways. If any of our other sponsors are uh, able to do some of those type of things too, all the patrons will be eligible uh, for those gifts. Right. And we certainly do appreciate it. We've got a great group of patrons that have been loyal to us for a while now. We certainly uh, uh, want to make sure that we always say thank you and that we really do appreciate your support. But if you're in a position where you can help us, if you can become a patron, we would certainly appreciate that greatly. And we would love to add you to the list. So Don, we talk all the time about how this is not a game. Fast pitch softball is not a sport that you can expect to get much out if you don't put much in. Correct. If you don't work hard, chances are you're not going to have a lot of success. But the thing I wanted us to talk about today, because I think we have to make sure that when we're thinking about this challenge, that all of our coaches for sure and, and the players that they're working with understand that there's a line somewhere between working harder, working smarter, and working differently on the challenges or the problems that we're having. And so the example we talk about all the time is that there are the number of hitters across this country who hit in their garage every single day, who have a bonnet and a bucket of balls and a tee, and they go out and they take their 50 or 75 or 100 swings a day that really don't get much better because of it, it's kind of shocking. You know, the number of kids that the tee never moves, the ball never moves, they never work on anything but hitting that meatball right down the middle, right back into the net. And again... But they're still doing the three buckets. Right. But, and yeah. I'm glad that they're doing the three buckets, but I think that what we have to keep touching on, and as coaches, we have to keep under helping our players understand that just doing the work doesn't necessarily lead to the results that we want, 
if we're not working wisely, if we're not working on the right stuff, if we're not challenging ourselves and our training to work on stuff that's going to actually make us better. You know, Stan mentioned earlier, let's say you're a shortstop who really needs to work on their range. So they go to the field and, you know, take mom or dad or somebody to hit them, you know, an extra 50 balls a day. Well, if that person that's hitting you those balls hits you 50 ground balls, but all 50 of them are right at you, certainly you got better at fielding that ground ball that's within, you know, two feet range side to side. But how much better did you get on actually improving your range? The backhand. So, right. The so our, yeah. our goal was we want to get a lot rangier. We want to be able to get to more balls up the middle and more balls deep you know, in that five, six hole. And then we go out and we practice balls that are hit right at us over and over and over again. And then we're dumbfounded by the fact that we're not really getting any rangier. We're not getting to any more of those balls. And I think that's the kind of thing that I keep seeing over and over and over again that I think we need to talk about. We need to help our players and coaches understand that we are definitely our coaches need to help their players see the logic in challenging themselves to really improve and what they have to do to improve the things that they're trying to make changes into. Yeah, no, I think that's super important, Tori. And it doesn't matter whether it's a, a lifting or a sprinting or an infield ground ball scenario, or obviously with the T hitting into the bow net we've got to create some variety. There's got to be some variety in there because, you know, a little different angle, a little different hop, a little different approach on the way we train, I think is going to help at, at the high level for sure. Right. Right. I mean, at the beginning, we, we just maybe do need the buckets of alls right at us, but then we've got to, we're going to plateau where that's easy and we're really good at that. And we've got to experience the other varieties that we're going to have happen in a game. Right. They're not going to hit them right at me. They're not going to throw it right down the middle. They're not going to do that stuff. And uh, if we can create some variety for that, I think it's going to keep us excited to train and give us that uh, opportunity to find out where our boundaries are. Everything's hit right at us. We don't know what our range right. could be. We've got to miss some too, right? Right. Well, and I think that, uh, and I don't want to mislead anybody. If we're talking about a very inexperienced young player, um, somebody that, you know, is really learning, you know, the most fundamental parts of the game, then that 50 ground balls pretty much right at them is probably a really good idea. Sure. You know, if you've got a eight year old that's terrified of the ground ball, she's afraid every time it gets hit, it's going to bounce up and hit her in the forehead. Well, for that player, you know, getting a whole bunch of balls hit right at her and gaining confidence that she can make those plays and not get hurt is important. But even for that player, very quickly, we're going to need to add variety and, and challenges yep. you know and so the the variety is a is a good way to think about it but to me i think that that variety ultimately needs to be targeted it needs to be specific but we also have to make sure that again even if we're being specific and we're working on an absolute thing that we still make it as challenging as possible so let's say you and i are hanging around the dorm we're talking and and you're you know really frustrated because you're you know you just don't seem to get to that ball up the middle very well so we go out to the field and I say, okay, Don, I'm going to hit you 50 balls today. But if I hit you 50 balls and you know every single one of them is going to be to your left up the middle, sooner or later you start creeping further that way. You start cheating. As you're you tossing know, the right, ball As up, I toss I'm it up, you're already right. running to your glove side. And so a lot of what we're trying to get out of it, we can lose very, very quickly. So the targeting the, hey, I want to work on my range up the middle is a really good idea. But we have to be wise enough in our training to make sure that, that that we still get as much out of that as possible. So if you and I are partners, 
and we're going out to the field so I can wor- help you work on that ball up the middle, I've got to be sneaky enough or devious enough or whatever to try to fool you. You know, as soon as I start to see you cheating up the middle too much to start hitting, you know, a whole bunch of balls in the five, six hole that you would have been able to get to if you weren't cheating so badly. So I have to wait until right. contact. And here's the thing. All of you coaches know this is true. If you're working with your team and you lay out a drill, let's say we're going to, you know, put a cone out, you know, at a certain spot and I'm trying to hit a ground ball to that cone. If we're not really paying attention before you know it, the kids who started off 50 feet away from the cone are 20 feet from the cone. Then they're 10 feet from the cone. Then they're standing on the cone, right? And so the drill that you were doing to work on their range has become totally ineffective. And I think it's even worse when it's kids on their own. Okay. If you're the coach, you know, maybe you put two cones down and say, you start here and, you know, and I'm going to try to hit it over there. But then you still have to pay attention because the savvy kids will start kicking the cone a little bit further sure. over and over just to make it a little bit easier. So, but when it's just two kids going out on their own or a player going out to the garage by themselves or whatever, we all understand human nature is our enemy. It's going to want us to make it as easy as possible, or it's going to want us to make it where we have success as often as possible. And well, so I think that's all part of the thing we have to be talking about. When we're talking about working smarter and more with more direction. And I think a lot of times too, Tori, we're kind of creatures of habit. And once we have a routine, we just do that routine over and over and over and over and over and over. When we go out there, we're just going to do that over and over. And if we can change it up a little bit, you know, whether it's angles or whether it's, you know, short hops or whether it's, you know, nice long hops or something that I have to, like you said, variety where I've got to crash in on a couple because you, uh, hit off the top of the ball and I have to rush it to field it, you right. know, as well as do the, the forehand and backhand stuff. But to try not to get caught up in the, this is just what we do and this is it. And that's right. And it's over. Right. And so just to tr- get it done. So, so doing more work is good. Doing more work with a better plan is a lot better. Doing more work with a better plan that is really challenging you to address your weaknesses and to, uh, specifically target areas that you know you need to improve, that's the better idea yet. So the whole idea now is for all of us as coaches, we have to help our players understand it. Because if I had a nickel for every coach I've heard say, every one of my players hits their house every single day. And I don't believe that most of that is true. But I also believe that for the kids that are hitting at their house every day, a lot of them fall into the category. We talked about at the very beginning today, which are kids that are working but not getting much better because of the extra work that they're doing. And so we just got to make sure that we're directing them into a better place so they're getting more out of the work they're doing. Don't let it get stale and yeah. And, and make sure it's smart. And cause you know, Don, one of the things when, when we're talking about coaches, trying to make sure that we're coming up with ways for, for coaches to help their players help themselves. That's part of why we came up with the square cuts training disc. That's true. Yeah. Because it's a tool that a player can use at home. And they can work on hitting an inside pitch, a pitch down the middle, and a pitch to the opposite field, all with the same tool, a small little adjustment in how they set it up, and know for sure whether they're doing it right every single time. And so when we talk about smarter, sometimes that means we have to adjust the tools that we're using a little bit. Maybe we need to invest a little bit, or maybe we need to you know, make sure that we're just you know, opening our players' eyes to there's a lot of ways that they can get better that have kind of unlimited potential if they'll just tap into it a little bit. I was going to say, that's quite a tattletale. The The square cuts training discs are, uh, you know, it's easy to tell if you 
did it well or right. if you're off the top or bottom of the ball. Right. Well, yeah. and and you know this because your kids hit them all the time. My my kids in lessons can tell you that when they hit them, part of the reason they get frustrated is because it is so clear cut. It will tell on it you. It tells you right away. And so that's just another thought for a way for our coaches to make sure that their players are getting as much out of their training time as they possibly can. Awesome. So Don, hey, that's going to wrap up episode number 203. want to make sure that we think about our sponsors, the Anderson Bad Company. And if you're in a position where you can, please become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Become a patron. Sign up, and we certainly would appreciate the support. And again, one more time, thank you very much to J.P. Kaiser and Andre Michelle for becoming our two newest patrons. So that's going to be 203. For Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.